This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin. Lynn is taking a much-deserved year and break. So uh, it's just the two of us this week. And we're very excited to do this episode because it's a movie that, honestly, we've been wanting to watch for a really long time. The Northman just dropped on HBO for us very recently. Uh, it, of course, had a cinematic release much earlier on in the year uh, for many other parts of the world. We didn't get it here. So finally, we're able to watch it properly, shall I say. Um, and uh, yeah, was it everything that you thought it would be, Arvin? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's very difficult to uh, review this movie in a, in a civil way, I think. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those movies that needs to be described with uh, expletives. Um, you know, it, it should be like, it's four-letter wording brutal, or it's four-letter wording <laughs> beautiful, which is also a weird word to use to describe or associate this movie with, right? Because it, it's so violent, um, and it's so gory, and it's so disturbing. Um, and the movie even looks ugly at times, like on purpose, it looks ugly. But it's a really, really good movie. Um, and it looks visually stunning. And I think my only real complaint is that it wasn't screened here in cinemas, even though they were showing us the trailers for months and months and months, it finally never came out. This is one of those things that you just get a, a lesser experience when you watch on a smaller screen. There's no other way about it. I, I wish I, we had got to see this on the on the big screen. So the Northman is, if you hadn't guessed from the title, uh, based on Norse mythology, uh, Norse folklore rather, um, and specifically the tale of Prince Hamlet, uh, which Hamlet, uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet, is later based on. Um, so that might give you a bit of an indication about the mm. story. Um, it's by Robert Eggers, who previously is probably better known as a horror director. And so you can see the aesthetics of that um, throughout uh, The Northman, really. And that's something that we can get to later, because I think it's a very big part of um, that visual spectacle that you're talking about uh, when it comes to the movie. It stars some really big names, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, um, Anya Taylor-Joy, Clive Bang. And um, I think... I, I completely agree with you, Arvind, when you say that this is a movie that was made to be enjoyed on the biggest screen that you can find. And when you talk about adapting mythology, when you talk about adapting stories told on this, the, the Nordic saga scale of things, right? Um, this movie really gets what that means, not just in terms of the scope of the storyline, but the scale and the scope of the visuals and the scale and the scope of the drama and the emotions. And um, everything is heightened in a particular way. Everything is made to be big. It's big emotions, big scenes, 
big story arcs, dramatic things, people behaving in ways, frankly, that you or I can never imagine behaving. However, completely fitting in this sort of story, I really enjoyed it. I also kept wishing that I was watching it in the theater. Um, But that said, I don't think that that means you shouldn't watch it at home. I think however you can watch this movie, it's one of those films that I would really recommend that you give it a go, Um, especially if you've been missing that kind of dramatic bravura storytelling. Oh, uh, 100% give it a go. And and give it a go when you have time to spare. Uh, Because this is not like a second screen experience. It's not one of those movies that you can pause in between. Um, You need to sit with it. It's long. It's two hours and 20 minutes. But you need to sit with it. And uh, you need to immerse yourself with the story. So I think it's important to say that the trailers don't do a good job at marketing this movie. Uh, They sell like an action revenge bender that looks like um, you know like part John Wick style plot and a lot of violence a lot of action throughout the thing uh, but set in ancient Viking times right which the movie is not it's not that Um, it is a bit slow it is a bit dry Um, it takes its time it's about like I said two hours 20 minutes and most of it is very methodical with very little action but it is a very immersive experience sometimes uncomfortably immersive um, but you need to just let that atmosphere build and, and take you where you really need to go and, and you know, to, to be in that spot to appreciate it. And I know that sounds like very um, film school snob nonsense, like, oh, let the movie, you know, change you or whatever. But uh, it, it is that sort of thing. It, it, it is a very passion project, passion driven sort of movie. Um, and you need to just let it immerse you. You just need to let it do its thing, whatever it's trying to do. Um, otherwise, I'm guessing it could be a bit boring for some viewers if you're expecting sort of like an like a action movie. I must say, I don't think I was ever bored because the stops and starts of the way the story mm. is told, um, the action, the spurts of intense violence and intense um, savagery is kind of folded in between really intense storytelling and and forward movement of the plot, which helped a lot in terms of keeping the pacing going in a particular way. Um, so I, I don't think we really summarize the story. I don't want to give too much away, but it has to do with a prince who, um, who had to leave his homeland because his father was killed and he's seeking revenge. Um, and that's really what the plot of this is about. It gets a little bit more complex later on, um, but essentially it's a story of revenge. It's a story of reclaiming, um, if not the throne, reclaiming a sense of honor in some sense. Um, but that really is the through line for this entire story. So the rest of it is much more... Uh, I think it's much more an emotional piece, right? The story is very much yeah. driven by Amleth, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and his emotional arc in rediscovering his roots, rediscovering almost a purpose in life, and the contrast between what he might want for himself and this larger idea of revenge and what ends up ultimately driving him. And I think for me, what I found the most interesting about the way the movie chooses to tell the story is that it doesn't do it so much in terms of um, dialogue or even a plot in any traditional sense, but just more in terms of using the landscape, using the culture of the Vikings, um, using mythology folding into how it affects and even in a very intrinsic way shapes the way 
people of this culture and people of this time behave because sometimes you can't tell whether he's making decisions based on reality or what he believes you can't mm-hmm. tell whether the movie the the movie and the story is moving forward in reality or um in some sort of half fantasy landscape and i really love that i really love that um because like you said right when you were summarizing the plot uh, the story isn't unique um it's basically shakespeare it's basically the lion king if you've seen the lion king uh, it's a number of other revenge movies uh, the uniqueness is the blending of old viking history and norse uh, folklore and mythology right um and the movie what i like is that the movie doesn't glorify revenge either that's that's the thing it is a revenge movie but it doesn't glorify the act of seeking vengeance or seeking revenge um instead of wanting the hero to win and fulfill like his life long mission you you see just how ugly all of this is how ugly this sort of wasteland setting is how ugly the people are how ugly um just the the whole act of seeking violence or seeking vengeance is um because the revenge aspect of the movie isn't fun um it isn't like a gung ho let's go deadpool style sort of thing it's dark and it's disturbing and a lot of times it's even very like off putting which i found a bit surprising i thought i was going to enjoy the the violence a bit more but it's a bit off putting honestly oh i'm so glad you brought that up um i think it can often be difficult to make a case for movies that are violent to this extent right mm. um because sometimes you feel like it's being exploited it just becomes about uh, a sort of violent um visual spectacle for no reason but this movie is violent so intentionally it's it's not even violent it's savage like parts of this movie is so savage um but there's a point to all of it and the point of it is actually at the heart of it i think tragedy and almost in a sense tragedy the um almost choicelessness of being masculine in this particular way where you're driven to be a certain thing where you're driven to live in a certain uh, way where everyone everyone living in this existence isn't necessarily happy and yet are just driven to do the things they do to survive almost um and so i think i think there's a, there's a real understanding on the part of the storytelling um on the part of the director that all of this is sad it's not celebratory and that really helps even if you're not someone who's into films that are overtly violent i think it really helps in understanding the kind of story this is telling and that's partly why i found the movie so compelling um we will get to uh, the acting in particular after this but also uh, robert eggers and that signature style that he brings to the movie but we are talking about the northman directed by robert eggers starring among others alexander skarsgard anya taylor joy nicole kidman um it's just dropped for us on streaming let us know have you watched it did you enjoy it You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at movies at bfm.my. Bruce Freddie Morrissey, BFM 89.9. I'm going to avenge you, father. I'm going to send you, mother. I'm going to kill you, Fiona. I want to avenge you, father. I want to save you, mother. I want to kill you, Fiona. Why would you stow away to such a hellish place? To find what was stolen from me. And what is that? The kingdom. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin, and we're reviewing The Northman. It just dropped for us on streaming. Um, and so we thought, here's a chance to catch a movie that we've been wanting to watch forever, ever since it came out earlier this year in cinemas elsewhere. Um, so we've talked quite a bit about the story and how that's brought to life. Um, I really wanted to talk about the performances because... Um, it has a great cast, and I really did think that everyone delivered so well in their roles. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, I, I think like Robert Eggers is becoming one of those filmmakers, one of those people that these, I don't know how to put them, prestige actors sort of gravitate towards. Uh, because this is, I think this is his first non-A24 production. It's by Universal Pictures, Universal Universal Pictures. Um, and it's also one of those things that had a way bigger budget than his previous two movies, right? And you see like a lot of names just coming into the fold and, and doing their best to make this thing as as real, but also as over the top as possible. Um, Alexander Skarsgård was perfect for this. Like, my God, the guy's like, he's a beast. Um, just- his physicality alone is incredible like he's like hulking and grunting and just snarling his way through the whole movie um he brought like that physicality like you mentioned to this movie uh that i thought he'd bring to something like tarzan uh, which he did a few years ago but he didn't uh just the way he walks those guttural sounds the way he screams and oh my god the guy can scream when he wants to scream um you feel it again again needed the big screen and the big speakers to hear all those things um local cinemas are you listening to what we're saying <laughs> but also <laughs> on on the side right like all the the supporting i wouldn't say supporting all the side people on the side um anya taylor joy was perfect just weird and had this otherworldly sort of aura to her um place bang was also great at playing terrible characters that you cannot stand so everyone is just perfect like just so well put in their their roles um completely agree um i also thought that alexander skarsgard got the tragedy at the heart of this character mm, the sadness mm. right so when he was required to deliver he really did i've often thought that he's he's one of those actors um i mean besides coming from a family of people who just take on weird roles as a matter of course um mm-hmm. i feel like he's not yet gotten a chance to explore um the the craft as it were he's always been in great films or roles, but it's been fairly one-dimensional. I think this one kind of elevated him to a different level um, where it plays to his strengths, but also gives him a chance to show off his acting skills. Um, Nicole Kidman also, my goodness. Oh, um, yeah. Every time I watch her, and I'm so glad that as an older actress working in Hollywood, Nicole Kidman, especially in the last few years, and perhaps also thanks to TV and some of these uh, more offbeat productions, she's been getting such interesting roles and it really allows her to showcase her screen presence, the way she can morph into different kinds of characters. She was so good in the role of the queen, um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's mother, um, and really went to some unexpected places. I don't think anyone else could have played that role the way she did um and i think overall it's just being able to see people because this kind of a movie it, it requires a certain like what's the word a certain level of acting right you have to dial everything up to like 200 or something yeah. and everyone does it in a way that they all understand what they're doing um and it's different from doing it in a 
It's different from doing it perhaps in a more satirical way. There's an intensity to each role that is really important. Even if you're just talking about the fact that you're wearing furs that, that you know, consume your frame, you're standing against backgrounds that look stark and huge. You really need to be able to speak to the camera. And I think every member of the cast does that. Um, and to bring it right back then to how the film looks and the way that story is told, I think though the real star of the Northman is the direction. Um, I've loved everything I've seen of Robert Eggers so far. I've, I've been on record to say I still haven't dared to watch The Witch yet. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like this is the first time you're able to see what he can do when you give him that amount of a budget and, and the kind of free reign to tell a story like this. That's one. But I also think that no one got the universal or big budget memo because everyone's bringing their A24 self to this movie. <laughs> like Ethan Hawke is Ethan Hawk is purely A24. Oh, we Nicole didn't mention Kidman. Ethan Hawke and his weirdness. He was also, he also truly understood what, what role he was playing. 100%. Willem Dafoe, another one, he brought his A24 mm -hmm. self, uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so all of them were like, oh, this is an A24 movie, right? Robert Eggers, okay, okay, we know what to do. And then it's a completely different studio. Um so I, I don't think it's a secret that this movie isn't as surface level as it sounds, right? Because if you know Robert Eggers, then you know that he likes like visual metaphors and analogies and uh, playing with mythology and folklore. Um, so a lot of the stuff and the characters that we see are ciphers for other themes or other messages, uh, male aggression, generational trauma, um, emotional maturity, violence begets more violence, all kinds of things. Um, and he doesn't just want to say these things. He needs to show them in like a cinematic, trippy, dreamy way. Um, so this is the kind of movie that I think that you should totally watch and then dissect with a bunch of nerdy friends. Um, it's the kind of movie that people who write think pieces just drool over. It's everything that they've ever wanted in life. Um, and it's one of those things that demands to be intellectualized. So 100% like please please watch this and then intellectualize it like use big words to describe the things of the plot in this movie because it is that kind of movie it's not just like a dumb revenge straight to the point sort of film so I'm going to agree with you uh, first and say also the fact that the way he infuses uh, Viking mythology and the, the the Norse gods and the legends mm. into the story and the way in which um, some scenes are shot in this sort of deep melancholic black and white and others are in this stark, um, you know, like the blood is red, red. And, you know, um, I love all of those things. I completely understand why this is sort of a film nerd's dream to talk about. But I hesitate to say that too much because I don't want to push away people for whom I think this is actually just a really great, interesting film to watch. And it's not inaccessible in that way. I don't think it's even as difficult to watch as, say, The Lighthouse, right? Which can mm. be a bit of an ask because halfway through that movie, you're kind of like, okay, what is going on? Um, but with this, the plot is not unclear. There is a clear forward trajectory. So if all your... Mm, the closest I can think of is like a gladiator, you know? Like if you enjoyed oh, yeah. The Gladiator... I think it's, there's a good chance you might enjoy something like the Northman. Um, if you just were, if you were just, uh, if you just allowed it to challenge you a little bit more than maybe something like the Gladiator did, because while I agree completely that there's so much here for you to dissect and pick apart the themes and and really chew into the way all of that is done, I don't want that to keep away people for whom that's not their thing. 
No, I, I think everyone should give this a chance. Uh, everyone, if you love movies, then I think you will love this movie. But the only, for me, the only thing that's not as accessible as something like a gladiator is that I think a lot of people will expect fun violence in this movie. I expected fun violence in this mm. movie um, because they are both, right? Going back to that, that what we spoke about when it comes to violence and gore, there's fun violence and then there's disturbing violence. And I always admire filmmakers who choose to show violence as unsettling, despite the movie being a revenge movie. Um, because that takes um that that takes guts no pun intended um <laughs> it's it's easy to make fun violence but to show how gross it looks um even when the protagonist is doing it um that's a whole other approach and someone like robert eggers is so good at that um because i didn't like it at the end of the day i'm going to say like outright i didn't like the violence uh, i knew why it was there i knew why it needed to be in the movie but i didn't like it and i think that's the point of the film overall We've been talking about The Northman uh, by Robert Eggers, starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke. Really, uh, we both loved it. Let us know. Um, have you watched it? Are you a fan? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.